Welcome to the Homeschool Show from North Carolinians for Home Education. Our goal is to help you homeschool with confidence and joy. I'm your host, Matthew McDill, and we have as our co-host today, Amanda Wares. Hey, Amanda. Yes, hi. Tell us what we got going today. All right. So we have homeschool news. We're going to tell you about important news about Thrive, our upcoming conference, and some great field trips that are coming up. Then we've got some more homeschool conversations um, from your interview, Matthew, with Karen Perez, and they're going to answer a couple of really important questions. How will I know that I'm ready to start homeschooling? And how can I overcome the challenges of being a single homeschooling parent, mm. which are both questions that I hear a whole lot in homeschool yeah. help. So I'm thrilled that we're going to answer those questions. And then I'm going to share some homeschool helps. This is another question that I see a whole lot. Should I homeschool if my kids don't like it? Hmm. That's I'm tough. looking forward to hearing that. That's great. <clears throat> okay, so here is the exciting news for the Thrive Conference. First of all, as a reminder, last week registration opened. So now you can register for the conference and you can register for the children's program. And both mm -hmm. of these registrations have early bird pricing until February 29th. So if you're going to go, you might as well do it now because you can save some money. You can save up to $15 on the individual or uh, married registration for the conference. And you can also save up to $10 for the kids program if you do it oh, before um, before pre-registration starts. Interestingly, you can save up to $35 if you do it now before what would be the prices on site. So anyway, it's really a good deal right now. You definitely want to check that out. NCHE.com slash thrive. You can find out all the information if you push the register button. And that's going to be uh, May 23 through 25 coming up very soon, isn't it? Yes, I am so excited this year. We have such a great lineup of speakers and workshops, which all all of that whole schedule just got released. So check it out. It's great. That's right. Also, I wanted to mention that the application to be a vendor at the conference is still open. So mm -hmm. you can go to nche.com slash vendor dash application, or you can just go to the Thrive website and you'll find um, a link for uh, vendors there, but it's still open. So if you're interested in being a vendor, you can check that out. Yes, for sure. All right. So then we have a great field trip coming up. This is one of my personal favorites, my kids' favorites. It is a favorite of our group. We have had huge response to this field trip mm -hmm. in the past. So you definitely want to sign up. We are going to the North Carolina Transportation Museum in Spencer, North Carolina on March the 8th. So this is really special. You do have to pre-register, so don't wait. The deadline to pre-register is Tuesday, March the 5th. It's going to be a special day, um, Wings and Wheels Day. So super fun. Um, go to nche.com slash field trips for all the details and to sign up. Now we're going to listen to another portion of Matthew's talk with one of our NCHE team members, one of our liaisons, Karen Perez, and they're going to answer two important questions. How will I know that I'm ready to start homeschooling? And how can I overcome the challenges of being a single parent homeschooler? So uh, to kick it off, how about you tell us, Karen, 
how and why you started homeschool in the first place. Oh, uh, so I am mama to two boys. Um, I originally wanted to start homeschooling. I had uh, my oldest son, who is now 21, was struggling in before kindergarten. So he was not diagnosed as being on the spectrum. I suspected he was um, just a lot of things from the time that he was born. And I was concerned what that would be like in school um, for a variety of reasons. We did not put him in kindergarten. It was a horrible experience. It's mm. kindergarten. How bad can it be? It can be really bad. <laughs> and so at one point I uh, was a military spouse and we moved after kindergarten, moved somewhere else. I had to Fort Campbell, Kentucky. We were there for two years. Thought I might try homeschooling. Then I was convinced, go check out the school. We did. It was a wonderful, positive experience. Fast forward mm -hmm. two years later, uh, moved down to Tampa area. And we did a year in a private school. And at this point in time, my son had been diagnosed um, uh, with autism. I have multiple different diagnoses, depending on what we needed to use for what resources over the years. But we did a year of school again. He was in a small private school and it, it was not working. Um, mm. Moved to the public school. I had one kid in a private school and I had one kid in the public school at that time. There seemed to be more resources available in the public school. So I was told, and because our last experience had been very positive, I thought, and my, my youngest son, I was having a positive experience with, moved him, I moved my older son in, and it was horrible. Um, and mm. we did not, we made it until the end of the semester, and I knew that I was going to start homeschooling. I thought I needed to, that... I'm not ready. I need to be prepared. I need to have a year's worth of curriculum and lesson plans ready to go. And, and so I let him start. And very quickly after starting second semester, um, he came home. There was an incident at school and I said, yep, I'm done and mm. came home. And so it was, there had been a plan that I would start. The plan did not go according to plan. And we started and it was a little bit out of want, but then also necessity at that point. So would you have a, a thought or an encouragement for people who are still considering homeschooling, going through that process that you were going through and especially even with some of those special needs? So it's whole, just do it. Um, no, nothing is ever going to be perfect. There's never going to be a perfect plan. There's, I, in, in my story, I feel like there, nothing was aligned in, in a way in which I thought, okay, I'm going to do this step and then this step and then this step. No, it just, we did, we just kind of went into it. Um, but I also, my encouragement on that is so all of the other things, all of the other curriculums and the programs, the biggest part for me was the, the safety the, the health, the emotional and mental health, um, the physical mm -hmm. health. Um, there were some really serious things going on um, with my son. And, and for me, just really trusting for me, I knew that I'm his mom. I love him unconditionally. And we're dealing with people who are not being loving towards him. I, as an adult, would not choose to stay in this situation. Um, come home. Mm. And 
I'm not the smartest mommy on the block, but I'm a good one and I'll find the resources and, and I'm the best advocate for my kids. So we're going to figure it out and I'm going to ask a lot of questions. I'm going to fail. Um, and I'm going to try again and we're, we're, we're just going to do it. I, I was scared to pieces and yet I had a real, I had a piece. I, I had a lot of prayer and I specifically knew that God just, it was very clear. This is what you were supposed to do. That's great. And I think we would want to continue to encourage parents to realize that a parent's best effort, which will always be what they give for their children, um, yes. even when they don't feel equipped is going to be by far better um, than you know, the professionals or whoever thinks they really know how to do things. And so um, you can rely on that. You can rely on the the parents' commitment and the parents' love and the tenacity. As you said, we may not feel ready, but we will figure it out And because yeah. uh, it's that important and it's worth it. You know, you mentioned, for example, scholarships, and, and that reminds me of, of several things that we're trying to do uh, in CHE to to serve and minister to single parent mm-hmm. homeschoolers um, a couple of things include the conference and one of them is a single parent scholarship so we've been offering that for a long time and and that's one uh, way that we can help single parents who as you mentioned might be struggling financially to come to the conference which is may 23rd through 25th this year uh, registration is going to be open this week as we mentioned earlier in this show and you can go on to nchg.com slash thrive, and you'll be able to find out information about uh, that scholarship there. Um, at the conference, we also have different gatherings uh, to try to let people connect who are in the same uh, season of life or the, or the same conditions. Um, and we have a, a single parent gathering so that people can find others, talk about what's going on, talk about their resources, talk about their their stuff. Um, and one other thing we have is we do have a Facebook group uh, hosted by NCHE specifically for uh, single parents. Once again, you get connected, you get to talk about stuff, you get to share resources, problems, and um, hopefully find people who uh, can encourage you and and walk with you in that way. So again, you can go to nche.com and find out under the community tab, the Facebook groups. Um, And then of course, as we uh, give uh, the schedule for the conference, um, all of the gatherings will be listed in that schedule and you'll be able to see uh, when that gathering is. Uh, So Karen, wrapping it up here, um, what would be your message for, uh, for single parents out there? Um, trying to do this important work. I pray, become a prayer warrior like you've never become a prayer warrior before uh, for yourself, for your children, um, and and even even for the other party, even for the wayward spouses. Um, it is important that you model for yourself and your children that you you heal, um, get counseling <laughs> for yourself. While you're doing in this process, I said, being a you know, you homeschooling is hard in general, but when you are doing it, um, and there's sometimes I feel like there's a difference between single parenting and solo parenting. So the the solo parenting is there isn't any assistance on the other side. There is not a co-parent involved um, that's mm-hmm. doing anything, and that's a big difference when you need a break as a parent. Um, 
you need, it's, it's kind of care for the caregiver. Um, so making sure that you as mom or dad, whoever is um, the single or solo parent, that you are not only prayer for yourself, but that you're spending time with other adults who are encouraging you, who are pouring into you. The more that hmm. you are poured into, um, it's easier. Well, it, it, it's not that it's easier. I think that you are more equipped to pour into your children. Um, I, not that you want to spend a lot of time online or social media, but finding those groups was key. Um, being able hmm. to connect with people, being able to find a plan or a curriculum, asking a lot of questions. How did you make this work? What did this look like? Um, having people that were specific to check in with for accountability purposes, like, am I doing this right? You know, would you, do you have any suggestions? Do you have recommendations? Starting with your inner circle for your resource group and then kind of working your way out is important. Um, remembering that it's not school and even though the circumstances might be hard and difficult for a little while, that there is such beauty and joy and all the things that you think are breaking and falling apart and somehow this is not what you feel like God has designed for your family or your life or your children. It, it's that cliche. He turns beauty and from the ashes, from something that is just dead and destroyed and, mm. and just burned there becomes such beauty. And the time that you have with your kids, whether they're home for the rest, you know, through graduating senior years or, or even if it's just a season and you make a decision that they do need to return to school of some sort, that time is so special and so vital. And it's your relationship, the most important part mm. during some of those moments. Now, that does not mean that becomes the focus for 12 years. There has to be academic work that is still done. Um, but just becoming somebody who finds resources or finding the people who are the resource people. Go to them, ask them. You're not overwhelming them. Um, asking questions and not being afraid to do that is really key. So there's That's a lot right. of opportunity. There's a lot of opportunities. There's a lot of ways to find curriculum and programs online that are used. I bartered a lot, um, you know, traded different things. And there, there are ways to do things. You are not alone on that journey. It's really easy to think that sometimes it's just mamas that are home and there are a lot of single dads as well. And so it's easy just to kind of use the language. It's just mamas. Um, and that tends to be the higher demographic, but there are some really amazing, wonderful single dads out there that are also homeschooling who need equal um, encouragement and prayer as well. Karen, I really appreciate you sharing a difficult story. I know it's hard to, just be vulnerable with that. It's a, a def difficult time of your life, but it's a really encouraging testimony to see, Thanks. as you said, how the Lord has worked and how he's faithful and how the community has been faithful to give you that support. Uh, we're really yeah. uh, grateful to have you on the team also. Um, and so once again, if you are in Karen's region, or if I could just add, if, if anything has really connected with you that you would like to uh, reach out to her about, uh, you can uh, email her at region8 at nchg.com. So thanks for joining us, Karen. Thank you so much for having me. 
Well, I'm glad we got to talk a little more about single parent homeschooling. I know that is a hot topic. You mentioned that that's a pretty frequent question these days, right? It really is. I think, um, especially after COVID, maybe more and more single parents are um, empowered or they're realizing that they can homeschool, that there are so many resources out there for them. And I love that Karen talked about that, about finding the resources and bartering. And I also love that she mentioned there's a lot of single dads out there that are homeschooling because I definitely hear more and more and more, not just single dads, but dads in general that are doing the homeschooling. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's a real growing population and historically we have always focused on seeing on homeschool moms, but I think there's a lot Mm -hmm. of homeschool dads, whether they're single or not. So I thought that was really important too. That's right. She gave a whole list of answers to the question, how can I overcome the challenges of being a homeschool parent? That was a good list. And the other thing um, just to point out is the other question, how will I know that I'm ready to start homeschooling? I like that the basic answer is you won't be, you know, I mean, I, I feel like it was just, you just have to get started because there's a lot of questions that you're not going to be able to answer until you're on the ground, actually moving forward. It is 100% true. It's kind of like that question, you know, when will I be ready to have a child or, you know, become a parent? If you wait yeah. until you're 100% ready, yeah. you will never do it. <laughs> you won't be ready. Yeah, you're not ready. I think <laughs> That's the answer. You're not ready. If you wait until, you're, <laughs> until you feel 100% equipped or 100% ready to homeschool, you will never do it. So just... Yeah. Yeah, I agree with her completely. And that, of course, doesn't mean that you don't do your research and you don't try to prepare as much as you can. And by the way, we want to send you once again to nche.com and to the help section and to the getting started section. There's a lot to think about and there are there's planning you can do, but you're not going to feel like, oh, now I've completed it. So anyway, that's that's a really good point. Exactly. Welcome to Homeschool Helps with Amanda. I'm Amanda Wares, Homeschool Helps Director with NCHE. So today we're talking about a question that I think everybody has from one time to another if they're homeschooling or getting ready to start homeschooling. Should you homeschool if your child doesn't like it? So I have a personal experience to share with this. And that is my oldest daughter. We started homeschooling when she was nine. She had already gone to school from kindergarten to third grade. There were some issues going on um, with socially. There were some issues. Academically, there were some issues. And we decided to start homeschooling. Now, this child hated change of any sort, even if it was good change even if it was changed for the better. And she told everybody that whole first year that we were homeschooling, you know, people would ask, oh, you're homeschooling. Do you like it? And she told every single person that whole year, no, I hate it. So what do you do with that? Do you think to yourself, do you internalize that and think, oh, I have made a horrible mistake. She hates this. I've got to put her back in school. Or Do you 
say, well, I'm the parent here. I made this decision for a reason. What was that reason? Go back to the reason. Think about, you know, what is the purpose? Why am I doing this homeschooling? Is it just because, you know, my child likes it? Or were there other reasons involved? So I will say, after that first year, that was really hard. And she did not like homeschooling that first year. But after that first year, we persisted. We said, you know, we started homeschooling for a reason. And even though you're not happy right now, we are going to do everything we can to help you through this. But we are going to continue on the path that we chose, that we feel is best for you. And as the years went by, as time went by, she made friends, she grew in maturity, she grew in her academics, and she did end up liking homeschooling. So it was a blessing, but it also taught me something that I try and share with parents that, you know, you make lots of decisions that your kids will like or not like. And in my opinion, academics, homeschooling, which is so much more than academics, is one of those parenting decisions that I personally don't feel we should place in the laps of our children. I don't think they have the maturity or the wisdom or the ability to make that decision. And they could like or not like homeschooling for so many reasons. There could be lots going on um, that really have nothing to do with actual homeschooling. Um, so I would encourage you to think about if your child is saying to you, I don't like homeschooling. First, think about why are they saying that? What is going on? What is behind that? dislike? Um, and is it legitimate? Like, do you need to do something to adjust the situation? Like, are you trying to replicate school at home? And maybe that's what they don't like. And you should maybe adjust your approach a little bit. Are they um, missing their friends? Is there something lacking that you could maybe try to do something about? You could help them to seek out friendships and um, some other opportunities. What is really going on? And most importantly, go back to why did you start homeschooling in the first place? It's so important to remember your why. And I feel like I say this in a lot of different situations, but this is one of them. Remember your why, because that why, is it still applicable? Are you still homeschooling because of whatever that was? Then whether your child likes or dislikes what's going on at the moment should not affect your decision to keep homeschooling or not. So I hope that encourages you. I hope it's helpful. It is so difficult. I have been there to homeschool a child who's saying, I don't like it. I don't like it. But I encourage you, think about why you're homeschooling and what the purpose is behind it, the reason why you're doing it. And just keep on keeping on. It will be okay in the end. 
So, Amanda, I have a lot of confidence in you, but I was still wondering, how is she going to answer that question? Because, you know, we're in a culture where the kids are in charge. It's I mean, so that's true. the that's the parenting standard is the kids are in charge. Mm-hmm. And there's so many cultural issues, even with all the transgender stuff. It's like mm-hmm. the kids are in charge and they can make these huge life decisions um, where the parents agree or disagree, maybe. And we've lost the idea, which can be common sense, but can also be from a Christian worldview that parents have the responsibility and they do have the wisdom and experience to make those hard decisions for your kids. So I'm glad you stuck with it. We can be sensitive to how the how our kids feel and their struggles sure. <clears throat> and how what adjustments we need to make to the ways they're learning or what they're learning. Um, mm-hmm. We can focus on their interests. We can let them direct a lot of the studies. I mean, there are a lot of ways that we would want to say be responsive and sensitive yes. to your kids. So we don't want to present that Absolutely. hard line, but you have to make the wise decision as the Lord leads you and you yes. can feel confident about that. Definitely. Definitely. Well, thanks so much for joining us this week. We want you to help us share this. If you think this has been valuable or helpful to you, please share it with your friends. Um, Tell them to like, to subscribe, to share. And you can do that too at nche.com slash the homeschool show. And we definitely want to hear from you. Send us your suggestions, your feedback at the homeschool show at nche.com. That's right. And until next week, continue to homeschool with confidence and joy.